0: Hey guys, welcome back! It's another Panther Rants podcast with Vlad Harris. It's Monday. And you know, I didn't do. a I did. I used to do two podcasts a week, and only did one last week. And really, I just didn't feel like doing one. Didn't feel like doing one towards the end of the week. I don't know what it was. Just one of the things. But anyways, we got a lot to talk about today. I guess we do. I don't know. It's December. I'm sure some of you guys have wrapped up your holiday shopping already. Me, I don't know. I got that to figure out. And of course, figure out dinner for Christmas. And of course, the kids' Christmas programs. And, you know, thank God, you know, my youngest doesn't doesn't, you know, can't do one yet, so I not have to worry about that, but my two other ones go to the same school, and they got theirs on different days, so I guess I'll be there, I'll probably be working from home both of those days, figuring that out, but anyways, it's been a long, so far it's been interesting, the summer for Pittsburgh sports, well, in terms of football, I guess you can say, because I'm not sure how the Penguins are doing. Obviously we have Pitt dropping the uh I mean what we'll start first Pitt football ACC Championship game Pitt lost that one pretty bad eight yards passing yada 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 Then of course Pitt had a um I guess um Tim Salem I guess their uh, tight ends coach had a visit with um... Uh, Travis Kuntz, the, the the tight ends that decommitted for Pitt earlier in the season, because he saw what kind of a clusterfuck the uh, offense was. And according to them, <coughs> Kuntz, all Tim Simlin was stressing to him was how great he'd be in the running game. And, you know, I'm not sure if things have uh, passed these guys by, but... You know, in terms of tight ends, I'm sure tight ends love the block, but tight ends love to catch passes too. They like to be inter- integral parts of the passing game. We've seen that for years. I mean, we saw with like, uh, let's see, Ozzie Newsome. Tony Gonzalez. Even the, even our own you know, backyard, Heath Miller. He was a big integral part of it. And for going pit football-wise, well, there's Scott Orndoff. J.B. Holtzcock passes. Doran Dickerson did too, but I think he was more of like an H-back. He was some sort of, you know, position. Whereas Nate Byam was actually your true tight end, and Nate... Was more of a blocker. So for Penn, I think if they're trying to get themselves a tight end, well, they're going to have to probably get themselves one who wants to block a lot, who's more of a blocking tight end, or get themselves an, a, a quote-unquote athletic lineman and have him play play both positions. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, I mean, if we're gonna throw passes to uh, to, to our linemen, you know, let one well, of them do it. But uh, supposedly Doozy has another, has one last visit with this kid. If we make it that far, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm grateful the kid actually still is keeping put in mind because most of them have just moved on by now. But I saw he had an offer from Georgia or a visit for, to Georgia coming up, so if uh, Georgia wants him, you know, an SEC team, they'll take him. And I'm sure he'll go. He'd be dumb not to. But I think he would, uh, as long as we throw throwing the ball to him, because I think he, he really needs to go somewhere where they actually, you know, I don't know, develop their tight ends, to, to, to do more than just block. I mean if Pitt's hard I'm about running the ball, just line up in a jumbo package with a receiver, a full back and a tight end and or two tight ends and be done with it. Or just add extra linemen because you don't have any tight ends because they all are, are transferred pretty much. but yeah it doesn't make sense and uh good luck with Pat you on that one you know if, if he gets the, in, the in-house visit I don't think it's going to sway the kid anymore because you know my thing is is be upright and honest with the kid if you're not going to throw passes to him tell him so he can go and knock you off and eliminate you from the list I mean I get that you want the guy on your team but if you're not going to do things to, uh, you know, in the offense to accommodate you know, his skill set, then stop wasting his time. Move on. And uh, we had a transfer, daring Street left, and I forgot, you know, to be honest with you, I know he was the brother of Devin. I forgot Daring was even on the roster. That's pretty much, you know, sums up you know the, his short playing career here in, in a nutshell. Nobody really heard of him, and he's probably going to be buried in the depth chart no matter what. And on top of that, our passing game sucks, so he's probably never going to see the see the ball anyway. So whatever. But you know. He's got to do what's best for him. Best of luck to him. Pitt also had uh, a decommit as well. Kadri Jackson. He's a uh, safety from Florida. Decommitted from Pitt. And, you know, <clears throat> that's pretty much the, um, that's pretty much the risk you take when you uh, recruit Florida. Because something's always going to happen, whether it's a coaching change, another school offers you, and he committed to Pitt early in the process. So I'm sure he's got a lot more interest from other schools. Because you know he's in Florida, so you got ACC and you got uh, SEC in that area. And I'm sure he gets a bit, there's also, you know, bigger schools as well, you know, Big 10 recruits there. So there's Big 12. So I'm sure he's got a lot more interest. And also, plus you get coaching changes as well, where he may have liked the school when he just didn't like the coach that was there. And now that the staffs are changing, he can go ahead and uh, make his pick. But decimates are part of life, and that's just that. Like I said a few weeks ago, it's awesome if Pitt gets to the ACC Coastal Title, its uh, division title. It's great, and get to the ACC Championship game. But if you can't, you know, if you can't build on that, if you can't build on it on any any type of way. And then, you know, it's just another plaque in your freaking, plaque in your trophy room. That's about it. So, us to build off that momentum and they, you know. They can't do it, I don't know what to tell them. I'm sure you guys can't either. But that's just that, I mean. Because they're gonna to have to figure something things out. Because Miami is not gonna be down for long. <clears throat> North Carolina change of coaches. So is Georgia Tech. Things are getting get a little more tougher in ACC Coastal in the upcoming years. So I hope they, whatever it is, I hope they figure it out. Now, pit basketball is another issue itself. Well. They lost a close game to Iowa. They beat Duquesne, where they struggled for most of it, but won it. And that's the thing with Duquesne is... <clears throat> the last two years since they had this coaching change, they've begun a lot of hype. And, it's, and you know, it's a certain publication has been hyping the hell out of them because they cover them more extensively. And I understand it. I mean... You don't want to extensively cover, like, a university like Duquesne and pretty much tell them that their basketball program sucks. And, that, and, that, and nothing's ever going to get any better. So you have that. Then Pitt also and Pitt then went to lose on a heartbreaker to Niagara, which was a real crappy team. And then, uh, well, they went to uh, the backyard brawl and got their asses beat. I mean Pitt did all they could against them. It's just that West Virginia is a tough place to play. And that's a it's pretty much it was a bad matchup to begin with. You know, the Hoopies are pretty much a tough matchup in general. They're very fit, they're, they're big and physical, and Pitt doesn't have that right now. You know, and Pitt's, you know, as you could tell. What, what happened? You know, where the size advantage really got to them. You know, and did them in. I mean, it sucks, but you know, that's just life, and things things will get better for Pitt Just not right now at the moment. But um obviously, there's gonna be some growing pains here, and we're seeing them right now. And and to be honest with you. It's good we're seeing them now, because I'd hate for this team to walk into ACC, play with with a really good-ass record, and start seeing up the joint, because the the schedule got tougher, and people pretty much wanting to uh, fire the coaching staff again all of a sudden, because you know, you know, because things aren't going right. We need Dixon back. This is horrible. You know, pretty much that right there. But um, you know, you got that. And of course, we'll round things off with the um the Steelers. You know, a few you know, it's it's funny. A few weeks ago, the Steelers had the, uh, in the North wrapped up. Things were looking good. Now, they've lost their last three games. And on top of that, you got Baltimore who made a change at, uh, quarterback. They've been playing really well. And if, and if um, And if they don't blow that game against Kansas City, they're probably a half game out of first place. Although Lamar Jackson, you know, is not really a world beater. I mean, he's but he's what's great about him is he's actually doing the damn thing. I mean he's winning games, he's getting the job done in Baltimore. He's doing this you know doing a lot with his feet. You know, he's made some plays, you know, thrown the ball as well, but plus Baltimore's got a really good defense as well. And right now they're up they're on the up and up whereas the Steers have lost their last three games they lost to uh, you know a mediocre Dem- Denver team they had all this m- momentum against uh, San Diego and in the second half they just fell apart then they blow this game against the Raiders which I have no idea I don't know what it is about the Raiders but it seems like no matter how bad they are the Steers can never beat them I remember what game was it against? Yeah, it was the it was the Gretkowski game where he uh, when he played for the Raiders, made three for five touchdown passes on the Steelers. Gave him this big Super Bowl memory, but they've you know they lost their last three. James Connor was out, although they weren't giving him the ball much anyway because they went to a more pass heavy attack. uh you know, the the only thing I can really say about the pass heavy attack is. You got Antonio Brown, you got J.J. Schuster. You have some really good, talented Robert Sievers, and they both want the football. And so, when we got that, you got a lot of mouths to feed. So, there you have it. It just is what it is. But whatever it is, the Steelers need to work it out because, well. They went, from pro, they went from probably a first round by a team to probably uh, playing the wild card round. And then you got the Texans who, uh, you know, they lost to the Colts. And the Colts are getting better. Andrew Luck is getting there health-wise. And, you know, the Colts aren't a bad team. They just... Uh, they'll be really good. And they'll be a force next year. I mean, not, not Super Bowl-wise, but they'll be, they'll, they'll be a force... In terms of they'll be overly hyped, like they like they used to be before Andrew like had all his injury problems. But uh, yeah, as far as that goes, that's that with with the downsides of pit pit of pit. Uh, more like uh, pit athletics and the Steelers. I know the Penguins are having their struggles, but and people are pissed off because, you know, we let Mark Andrew, Mark Andrew Flurry go because Matt Murray's been struggling, but Mark, you know, Mark Andrew's been gone for about over over a year now, and he's not coming, I mean, what's done is done. He's not coming back. And with uh, Matt Murray, you had a guy who you won two cups with, and he Caught a hot hand, and he's a lot younger. So you go with youth at that point, because you're not sure how much how much a tank flurry has. Although he did went to a, he did go to a Stanley Cup last year, and a lot of people said that that, team, you know, that you know Vegas was handed that really good team. And the thing with the NHL is they had they probably had to do that because that team had to be an instant success, otherwise if they're a shitty team, nobody's ever going to go to the games, and they're never going to build any momentum. You know, the NHL just doesn't have that luxury like other, you know, other, you know, leagues have. It just, hockey, you know, goes to a di- different demographic overall. And on top of that... you can't really see a lot of hockey games on national TV anyway, so they hit more households, more demographics they got beyond be on the TVs the houses of these peoples and you're just not going to see them but anyways guys we got a uh, bowl app to talk about ACC bowl lineup. <clears throat> it's a pretty nice slate of bowls here. I mean, I mean, um, eleven ACC teams got bowl games. Think about that. Eleven teams are going to play in bowl games from the ACC, which you know, is not bad. It's really good actually because. There's about sixteen teams in the in the league itself. Or is it fourteen? One of the two. Yeah, where's it fourteen? Well they had twelve. They added um, BC and uh, no not B C they added Pitt and Syracuse, so it was fourteen there. Then they had Louisville for fifteen. And I think that's it actually, because you know what? They have Notre Dame as uh, all sports except for football. Yeah, that's right. They have Notre Dame in all sports except for football. So they needed the uh, 16 teams for basketball. So they don't have, we don't have 15 for football. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that was it. Yeah, it was between uh, Louisville and UConn for the last bid. That's how that's how it went down. But, I mean, you know, ACC could have another member for just fo- you know, football only. I mean, a lot of teams would love to do it. Cincinnati would do it. I mean, just call Cincinnati and just call it a day. I mean, hey, we're done with this expansion. But I'm thinking they want all the, all the sports to be tied in as well. Now, I did see an article about how um, you know, in a few years there'll be more TV um, and some TV contracts will be up and there may be more expansion coming but ACC sun it's granted rights and they're good till about I don't know, twenty thirty five, which means another 15, 16 years so I'm not really worried about expansion or who they're going to add I know the Big 12, you know, is dumb because they don't need to add teams because they, you know, got what they wanted, a conference game, without having 12 teams in conference. And I know Houston was a uh, a candidate to expand. And the thing about Houston is... uh, The only benefit this would do for the Big Twelve is the lock. It would be to lock down recruiting there because Houston, for the most part, is it's actually lately has become more SEC land than anything else. A lot of A and M, a lot of LSU alums here. It's it's a lot more become. It's I mean that's the thing about um, this part of Texas. It's a crucial part of it in terms of recruiting. You don't want to lose it. But, of course, with the, you know, there's so many colleges in Texas that, you know, I'm sure Houston, Houston kids can go anywhere. They can go to Baylor, Texas Tech, UT, because that's where they all want to go. Or when they go to a and they go play SEC football. And, of course, there's uh, TCU. They're, you know, that's in our Big 12 school. I mean, if they want to go AEC, they go to SMU or you know, Houston. Houston. Or conference, you would say to go Rice and UTEP, or North North Texas. Plenty of places to go. Anyway, let's get back on topic here. So we got a bunch of bowl games. So our first bowl game is Wake Forest at Memphis in the Birmingham Bowl. So, Pitt avoided avoided this uh, ship this shipwreck of a bowl game. Because it was it was a big possibility people would end up here, but the ACC wanted us in the Sun Bowl, which is awesome. I mean, we don't see that a lot from the ACC, them vouching for schools like us. Ever, usually they give this bowl game to somebody else, but we got the Sun Bowl. Anyways, um, that game itself, I like Memphis to win that one. I think they'll, I think they'll, <laughs> they'll wax wake. Wake uh, played better in the second half of the season, but they're not all that great. So, but still, <laughs> they'll get waxed. Uh, Boston College and Boise State in the First Responder Bowl. I mean, these bowl games are. I mean, these names are are great. I mean, the First Responder Bowl. I mean, first, I mean, uh, I guess that's some sort of. Uh, is that like a? Uh, i have to look that up is that like some sort of foundation some sort of club or or is it a um, I don't know is it like one of those uh, urgent care places because those are all over the thing we got Georgia Tech and Minnesota in the quick lane bowl but anyways I think I think Boise is going to whack BC in that one as well Georgia Tech and Minnesota Minnesota sucks I think Georgia Tech will whack them in the quick lane bowl and after Christmas, well, I mean, that was the day after Christmas. And the, the 27th of the summer, we got Duke and Temple in the Independence Bowl. I'm sure that's I'm sure that's played in Philly. I mean, it's Independence, so I mean it would make more sense. But of course, there's a, there's no location of this bowl game on here on this list that I'm looking at. I like Duke in this one, don't win it. Miami Wisconsin playing again in a rematch of last year, but this time in the Pinstripe Bowl. I actually think Miami is going to win it this time around because mainly because Wisconsin just just wasn't that good this year, and Wisconsin, not only that, weren't were as good this year. They had a same they had the same shitty quarterback situation, and we also we also saw what happened with Pitt when they played with you know Miami, in that defense with the shitty quarterback. Well. We got pasted pretty bad, so yeah, this game should probably be low scoring. Miami probably will pull away with this one because this time around, I think um, you know last year Paul Christ had a pretty decent team. If he'd had a, if he'd had a, a quarterback, they would have um, done some damage. But I think uh, Miami is going to you know be a lot more physical in this one. They're going to take care of business. Anyways, moving along. Syracuse and West Virginia in the uh, freaking camping bowl. Now, Will Greer and another uh, West Virginia player as well, I think of the, of the lyman isn't playing in this bowl game. And, you know, I can't really blame Will Greer, and I know this is a big deal for a lot of people. But, um... Will Greer obviously knows he's going to get drafted. Or has a really good chance of getting drafted. So, Will Greer is going to do what's best for Will Greer. That's just the reality of the whole situation. I mean, people are going to say, well, you made a commitment to your team and this and that. So you should you should play in the bowl game and really you know I don't blame them. It's, the game's meaningless. It's a perfect opportunity now. It's a perfect opportunity to uh, you know play younger players and get some reps in for some of the other guys. I'm sure it pisses off bull reps, but. maybe if you give them some incentive to play, then maybe they will, uh... They will, what's it called? They'll play the bowl game. But if there's no incentive for them, they won't play. I mean, sure, these guys get, you know, they, they get gifts. Some get PlayStations, some get watches. Some get shopping sprees. Some get compasses or some crap like that. But if these, I mean... If you're not getting anything, you know, then forget it. So I don't blame Will Greer for missing the bowl game. I mean, we saw back in 2002 in the national title game, him the Willis McGahee when he played in the national championship game, and he he pretty much tore up his leg. I mean, he uh, he did get drafted, and he managed to have uh, some of you know some of a playing career. But um, there are players that just don't want to take that risk anymore. And I think Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State might be doing the same thing as well. And of course, Sports Bar Brooks, who uh, just came back. And you know what? I was always curious where this guy left, why this guy left. And I want him back so bad, but I really don't... I now ring the half of stuff he writes about. I'm not sure if I really would have... I wouldn't mind if he would disappear again. But, um... He's been on this whole pay college players kick, and he basically said, well, you know, if, if Dwayne Haskins was, you know, being paid, do you think he'd miss this bowl game? I mean let's be honest here he's he's probably getting paid now as it is and even if he got paid as a player legally he wouldn't make as much as a pro so he probably would still sit at this game anyway unless there is a term in his contract where it says hey we're paying you you got playing these bowl games too, but since none of that's none of that's really happening here, it's all freaking irrelevant to begin with. So it doesn't matter. They're not being if they are getting paid. It's probably not enough for them to uh, play in the bowl game. And I don't think a booster who's probably handing handing him money is going to say, "Hey, we're paying you." Least you can do is play this bowl game, and then he can say, "Well, you know what." I'll just go to the NCAA and told me tell them how much you've been paying me, and then they can come investigate you. So either way, Ohio State, their hands are tied to begin with. So really, none of it matters. All right, now Virginia and South Carolina, in the Belt Bowl. I don't know about this one. I think I think South Carolina will win this one as well. I think this used to be the Continental Tire Bowl that we all remember and love so much. Clemson, Notre Dame, and the Cotton Bowl. And this is round one of the playoffs. I think Clemson's beatable in terms of Notre Dame. You know, in terms of Notre Dame. But I think... uh, I don't think Clemson's passing game is all that great. But they have a great running attack. And I think they're just going to pretty much to shorten their name with that. And they have a very physical defense. So their name's Shrugan's Pitt, then they've Clemson. And we got our last three bowl games here. We've got Virginia Tech playing Cincinnati in the Military Bowl. I mean, Cincinnati finished 10-2 this year, and they get their draw is 6-6. Six six. Virginia Tech it was 4-6. And six. It just had to have this bowl game. We got Pitt and Stanford, as we all know, in the uh, Sun Bowl. Last time we came here, we we, we didn't score any points. Let's uh, try to score some points this time, guys. But right now, I like Stanford this one. But maybe Pitt will develop a passing game sometime between now now and then. We'll see. NC State, and Texas A&M, and the Gator Bowl. This, this is really a good matchup, I think. By the A&M waxes as uh, NC State this time around. NC State had a great season, but um, A&M, I think, is going to be a lot more tough. I think Jimbo's going to go lock down on them. Well, that wraps up all the bowls we wrapped up all the disastrous disaster shit that's happening in Pittsburgh and you know, well, we, you know there's the Hall of Fame as well oh yeah that's right so the Hall, Hall of Fame for baseball voted in two more members uh, Lee Smith made a lot lot of sense because I remember watching him play and he was a freaking dynamite reliever really really good he makes sense, but then they uh, voted in Harold Baines, and I have no idea what sense this made. I mean, his stats aren't bad. I mean, he didn't, you know, well, he's got, you know, close to 400 career home runs. He's got almost 3,000 hits. I mean, I watched, the, I watched the guy play when I was a kid growing up, and I was a big baseball fan, but... He wasn't a bad player, I mean, but there's there's not much up by him that I would um, say that he would be a, um, a Hall of Famer. There's not much all that I would say, you know. I mean, if you look at, like, you know, Terrell Davis, he got in the, in the football Hall of Fame despite having his Caribbean short with injuries. And if you watch the play, he was definitely a Hall of Famer same with uh, Sterling Sharp Sterling should be in he was a Hall of Famer he was really good but there's not much on, on the resume of Harold Baines that screams Hall of Fame but whatever all I know is that Joe Carter was on that list and he deserved a more... I mean, same with Earl Those two guys you could have voted in as well. They made a lot of sense. <clears throat> I remember when Bill Mazeroski got in. And there was a lot of debate about him. I mean, the, I mean the, for one thing, the Veterans Committee voted him in. And I think they looked at his offensive stats. By any means, they were horrible. I mean, they were pretty much just your average. You know, he was just that. He was just your average. You know, maybe like two sixty hitter. Maybe didn't hit any home runs. I mean, he was pretty much your prototypical second baseman in his day. You know, not a lot of those guys were. You know. Not a lot of those guys were you know were power hitters, or I, could, I mean I could be wrong, but a lot, a lot of them either either you know they hit for average. I mean, growing up for me, the guys that were always the home run hitters were the were the outfielders, and sometimes you may get a first or third baseman that that could kill that could kill the ball. Sometimes even a catcher. I mean, I'm sure it's you know I don't follow baseball as much, but I'm sure it's changed a lot. But Mazeroski had a bunch of gold gloves I mean he had Maybe 10 to 12 gold gloves And he was really good In his position on defense So It You know I understand his offensive numbers were great But it's hard to um, It's hard to keep a guy out of the Hall of Fame Who had, who had that many gold gloves as he did So I think eventually he was going to get in one way or the other. I'm just happy he was alive when he got in. But a lot of people who watched him play, they said he was definitely Hall of Famer. I said, you know, maybe not for terms of hitting, but his defense made him what he was. So, you know, if you pass the look test, he passed the look test. Anyways, guys, I almost got forty minutes on this bitch. Um, enjoy the rest of your week, hell to pit, and let's hope that, uh, these teams gather friggin' funk. Bye. Look around; you can find cars like these on Auto Trader: new cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait, Auto Trader.